This is episode 56 for Tuesday, July 12th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we'll be covering style 25A, Belgian Blonde Ale. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hey. How's it going? Hello, hello. I'm sunburnt. I think we all are <laughs> yeah, for I'm different little, reasons. That's funny. I'm a little sunburned. Why are you sunburned? I was working on Courtney's car in the parking lot of O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, O'Reilly's. And I got sunburned. What, today? No, this was yesterday. Oh. Yeah. What was wrong with her car? Uh, her left and right brake lights were not working at all. Figured out it was a fuse and the fuse burnt out the light bulbs. Hmm. So I had to replace all those things. Interesting. And she didn't have an owner's manual for her car, so it took a while to figure out where everything was. <laughs> They're usually located in the back of the car. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant to say the fuse. I couldn't find the f- which fuse it was mm. after a while. So should be a diagram on the fuse panel. Well, yeah, but the, she has like three fuse boxes, so. Toyota. Anyway. <laughs> Travis and I are submarine because we went swimming yesterday. Nice. And we drank a lot of beer. Yeah. I think that's the first time I've been swimming this summer. Yeah, me too. I, I want to go again. Yet. Yeah, the place is cool. Yeah, super secret. Anyway, <laughs> I've been gigging like crazy this yeah. week. You've been dating like crazy. Gigging. Whoa. Oh, okay. I had one say. Wednesday night plus a rehearsal. Wednesday night, Thursday night rehearsal, and then I had a gig last night and a gig this morning at eight o'clock. It's been a busy week. Yeah, I went to go see you uh, Wednesday night. That was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate that. That was awesome. Thank you. I'll definitely have to do that again. For sure. For sure. Faux show. All right. Anything else happen this week? I'm wearing a cool shirt today. <laughs> it's black. Yeah. I'm wearing my shirt. It's from the new main brewing company, which is not in existence yet. Yet. Um, have no idea when it'll be or anything else about location or whatever it's a startup and i i chipped in on their booster campaign and i got a shirt out of it That's so cool. i'm one of the first people in the world and on the back <laughs> it says something on the back too coming soon thanks to me yay <laughs> <laughs> wow all right <laughs> i'm sure that we'll feature them at some point that'd be cool but that's I don't know probably a whole lot about them way in the future yeah yeah, they're pretty fresh. <clears throat> well, what are we drinking right now? Uh, I believe we all have your homebrew. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, <laughs> it's one of those that it won't seem to go away. Yeah. It's just always there. Sounds like my milk's out. Yeah. It's not awful. It's not fantastic. It's just kind of there. It's kind of there. And it, it, My wife was supposed to be drinking it, but she hasn't been. Oh, so we'll drink her beer. Instead. Yeah. So anyway, I'm having a, a work get together this week, so um, maybe it'll go away. That's that hard to nice. get it down. <laughs> so yeah. I got the uh, the blonde and uh, and the Furman right now should be ready. Keg By this weekend, couple of days. Yeah, I'll probably keg it uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah. Well, just want to say uh, thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers for sticking with us and subscribing. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and hit that button. Uh, I don't know if we're on Google Play yet. <laughs> I got the email like two months ago saying that we were, and then it never happened, so I don't know what's going on there. I'm but, not done with those guys. Yeah, you can still... I know a lot of people stream off our website, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really subscribe there, but yeah. you can definitely do that if that works out better for you, if you don't have iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. But Check out our website. Yeah, that too. But anyway, uh, go ahead and leave some comments and give us a rating. Let us know. Uh, if you have any suggestions, that'd be awesome. We're always looking for new things to try out, new things to do. So go ahead and do that. See. And we are still sans Eddie for probably one more week. Yeah, I think he'll probably show up next week. <laughs> we'll have a, a welcome back party. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. For him. But we are not drinking Eddie today. We're drinking something else. Right. Tell us about a song. Drinking Eddie. Yeah. That that sounds weird. Yeah. Uh okay. Awkward. Wow. <laughs> so uh today we are talking about style 25A Belgian blonde ale. That's bl- oh gosh. That's blonde spelled B L O N D. That's it. No E. No E. Okay. Belgian blonde ale. All right. Overall impression. A moderate strength golden ale that has a subtle fruity, spicy Belgian yeast complexity, slightly malty sweet flavor, and dry finish. So, if you like dry finishes with your beer, this is a good one to try. Aroma light, earthy, or spicy hop nose, along with a lightly grainy, sweet malt character. Shows a subtle yeast character that may include spicy phenol. Or, oh, wow. Uh, phenolics? I guess that's how you would pronounce yep. that. Cool. There you go. Let me try that again. Hamasadali. <laughs> yes, Hamasadali. Show- <laughs> Shows a subtle yeast character that may include spicy phenolics, perfumey or honey-like alcohol, or yeasty, fruity esters, commonly orange-like or lemony. Lemony fresh. Lemon blend. Oh, no, no. Light sweetness that may have a slightly sugar-like character, subtle yet complex. So I think this is going to be a complex one, you guys, because they've said that a couple times now. Complex. Is it variable by base style? Uh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. I we'll see. It might. Who knows? All right. Appearance: light to deep gold color, generally very clear. Large, dense, and creamy white to off-white head. Good head retention with Belgian lace. Flavor. Smooth, light to moderate, grainy, sweet, malt flavor initially, but finishes medium to dry to dry with some smooth alcohol becoming evident in the aftertaste. Medium hop and alcohol bitterness to balance. Light hop flavor can be spicy or earthy. Very soft yeast character, esters and alcohols 
which are sometimes perfumey or orange slash lemon like. Light spicy phenolics optional. Some some lightly uh, caramelized sugar or honey like sweetness on palate. Questions on that part? Anything you want to add? Nope. No. Okay. Going on. <laughs> Mouthfeel. Medium high to high carbonation can give mouth feeling bubbly sensation. Medium body, light to moderate alcohol warmth, but smooth. Hmm. Can be somewhat creamy. Interesting. And your vital statistics. Your original gangster is 1062 to 1075. Your IPUs are 15 to 30. Final gangster is 1008 to 1018. SRM 4 to 7. ABV 6 to 7.5%. Hmm. And these are your style guidelines. Now, wait, would you like the style comparison? Please. Okay. Sorry, I forgot about that. (laughs) Similar strength as Dubal. Similar character as a Belgian strong golden ale or tripel. Although a bit sweeter and not as bitter. And the uh, alcohol level on on this one is markedly lower Mm -hmm. than on those, which is important to note. Hmm. It was something interesting in the comment section, too, of the guidelines whenever uh, Sawyer mentioned the spelling earlier of this one, B-L-O-N-D. Um, and this it says, Belgians use the term blonde without the E, while French spell it with the E. Most commercial examples are in the 65 to 7% range. Uh, many Trappist or artisanal, artisanal, sorry, <laughs> Belgian beers are called... <laughs> Blonde without the E, but those are not representative of the style. Hmm. So there's a little significance behind spelling. Interesting. Yeah, and I was going to say, whenever you know we were looking for our examples, I did run into some confusing labeling. Yeah. Because there are a lot of beers that were labeled B-L-O-N-D on the label, but then when you look it up online or, or look at the description in the store, it says something else. It says Belgian pale ale. Yeah, or, or strong pale ale or something like that. I mean, I found things that were labeled blonde mm-hmm. that were up in the 8.5% range. Yeah. I, I found one that uh, the bottle was la- labeled Trippel. Mm-hmm. And on the tag, it said Belgian strong pale ale. I was like, uh, yeah, Yeah, so what? it was kind of confusing and... That one, the the Omar that y'all had texted me about, I looked it up and it was not. It says blonde on the label, but it's not. It's it's a strong pale ale, a Belgian strong pale ale. It had like eight percent alcohol, so I knew that that wasn't part of the style. Hmm. So I, you know, I know we ended up with at least two examples, but then I got a a regular um, Belgian pale ale for us to do as a, a comparison. Cool. Because it's similar. Yeah. Because we've already done Dubal and Golden Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have not done, if I remember correctly, we have not done Belgian Pale Ale yet. No, we have not. So. Yeah, and Belgian Pale Ale is a, a different style on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get into all the Belgians, there's a lot of similarities between styles mm-hmm. um, and just very few differences. Like there is a Belgian Pale Ale style. There is a Belgian Blonde Ale. There's a Belgian Golden Strong Ale. So, I mean, all these are going to be, you know, going to have some similarities. Trap is single. Um, and it's just the the small distinct differences that we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, either whether it's 
brewed by a, an official Trappist monastery or not, if it has a, I guess the alcohol strength differs on some of them, and uh, the intensity of the phenols and esters also plays a part too. Mm-hmm. And we've already done um, the regular blonde yes. episode. A long time ago. Yeah, so I think it would have been interesting to have one of those for comparison also do, like, you know, American Blonde versus Belgian Blonde. Oh, and I have we'll a have to, at home. <laughs> so I have to think back. Think back. To that episode and uh, and try to compare the two, Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. West Mall versus East Mall. <laughs> it's like the uh, American <laughs> versus Belgian. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Blonde Wars. <laughs> Of course, you know, we all know that the American Blonde is just kind of there. There's not a whole lot. It's not very complex. There's not a whole lot involved with it. It's just a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Fireman's number four is the intro to quote-unquote craft beer, I guess. Because, you know, whenever you go to some place like the Ginger Man and you've got a guy that loves Bud Light or whatever, he goes, oh, I want a Bud Light. It's like, well, how about a Fireman's number four, you know? Are you so. sure it's not Bud Light Platinum? <laughs> that would be the Golden Strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> that used to be my drink of choice in uh-huh. college. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't know you how You thought I did it that. was incredible. It was incredible at the time. Not anymore. <laughs> so I'm sure the Belgian Blonde will have a lot more character. You know, our, our Belgian uh, episodes and, and other beers that we've done before, it's all based on yeast character and, you know phenols things like that that you were talking about so right. i'm sure it's going to have a lot more character than the american blonde but yeah very phenolic i think sawyer said uh, the word complexity several times yeah i did it's mm-hmm. gonna be really complex like an enigma yeah <laughs> an enigma an enigma okay <laughs> and yes that is our ten dollar word for the day all right well thank you for that we are going to move on to it's history and hat. Double H, it's history and hat. Oh it's great, it's history and hat. Hooray, it's history and hat today. I just want to note that that Chris's voice was actually in the original recording, too. <laughs> He's gotten over it by now. I just sit here in silence and drink yeah. my beer. Are we going to get syphilis today? Um, Possibly. What? Oh, no. Yeah, as you can tell, I do not have a hat. Oh, I, I have a hat. I forgot my hat. So, um, today we're going to do a little game I like to call History in a Sandal. (laughs) I do have two two little things. Oh, first we need our background music. There we go. So, I think you should turn this one up just a hair. That's fine. Go ahead and reach in the sandal and pull out a a little tip and tidbit. You mean tidbit? A tidbit, but not a tip. Just the tip. <laughs> bit. It was designed to appeal to European Pilsner drinkers and has a moderate strength, but retains some Belgian complexity. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> the history section on this one was pretty short. Um, but I guess my other tidbit, I'll get into something else about this. But uh, this beer was designed and released to be a direct competitor to the European uh, Pilsner that became very popular around a certain time. I think it was World War II that we talked about many times before. Mm-hmm. When the lagering techniques happened and um, it, it became very popular. And so they wanted to be able to appeal to that 
that uh, demographic and offer something that would be similar and yet still maintain all the Belgian qualities that they uh, really appreciate and people have come to love. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of where this came about. And the other one, reaching into the sandal. Don't touch your sandal. Oh, I touched it. Oh. You go disinfect your hand. <laughs> I'm going to need a tetanus shot. For a sandal? Yes. <laughs> well, this is actually pretty big letters. Okay. Belgian Blonde Ale is a recent innovation on the older Belgian Strong Ale style. Style. Yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, when you talk about Abbey beers and Trappist ales, um, monk brewing and monasteries and things like that, those have been around for, I guess, over a century. The early 1200s, 1100s, I mean, that's probably even earlier. But as far as recorded history goes back, that's kind of the first time that uh, that people have written down that monks and, and uh, monasteries brewed beer. And they did that for an important reason, because the water at the time was pretty unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so when you boil water for an hour and create beer, you kill all the bad stuff. So beer at the time was a lot more safer to drink than just water out of the stream. So a lot of people did that, and uh, monasteries did that. They uh, brewed what they needed to survive basically so they're not uh, they weren't in the business for selling it or trying to make money it was like we're making this for our own our own guys and uh and that was that so that's been around for a long time but like i said the belgian blonde ale that we're talking about today has only been around for you know since world war ii basically shortly after then so less than 100 years and when you think about the the longevity of the regular abbey ale compared to this one it is very new, um, practically in its infancy. Hmm. So, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot about that. But I did want to read a little bit of history about the first beer we're going to start with, the Lef Blonde. Because I thought this was interesting. The Abbey of Lef was founded in 1152. So there was an original Lef Abbey. And it was on the Meuse River in the province of Namur. In southern Belgium. I apologize to our, our Dutch listeners. That was pretty bad. Um, but like many monasteries across Europe, the Premonstratensian. That's a huge word. <laughs> Did you read this before you started? Yes, and that's the problem. <laughs> I still can't do it. Um, canons of the Abbey brewed ale. And so they, you know, the monks brewed beer to survive. That's, that's basically what that means. Uh, using knowledge passed from generation to generation, ingredients found in the wild near the abbey. Uh, these people, the canons, developed a unique ale brewed only at, at the abbey. Now, this specific one has been damaged many times over the, uh, the course of its history. It was destroyed by a flood in 1460. A fire swept through the settlement in 1466. Troops damaged the brewery during the uh, French Revolution, and that caused it to be abandoned and the brewery was destroyed. But they rebuilt it, and they returned around the turn of the century, 1900. But they didn't continue brewing beer at that time. They did begin brewing beer whenever a uh, a Flemish-based company called Lutvoet they uh, basically bought bought the rights to make their beer, and then that company got bought out by another little company called Interbrew, which then 
was combined with another big company called uh, Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> which is now AB InBev. So, now the beer is brewed at a uh, at a mega brewery owned by Stella Artois. I like that beer. Yeah. <laughs> I had it for the first time two weeks ago. <laughs> and then somebody found out about that, and in our um, lawsuit-happy society, this person was kind of upset about it. Uh, this happened in April of this year. There was a... Uh, a consumer, a man in Florida, filed a class action lawsuit against brewing giant AB InBev over its left beer, which he claims is marketed as a monastery-made craft brew when it's really produced in the Stella Artois mega brewery in Belgium. Dang. Interesting. How'd yeah. that work out for him? It, uh, I guess it's still ongoing because this article doesn't list any, uh, any solution, any outcome. But, is that uh, the same... Lawsuit, or I guess similar idea, where the guy sued, um, was it Miller, for for um, advertising Blue Moon as a craft beer? Do you yeah, hear about that? I think so. That sounds familiar. <laughs> it's like he thought he was buying a craft beer, and then he found out that it was brewed by Miller. So how did that turn out? I don't remember. No. I was just like, what an idiot. Yeah. Like, what difference does it make if you like the beer? Freaking drink it. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like I mentioned, now this beer is brewed at an automated plant where other European brands like Stella Artois are made. And uh, it's this robo brewing and mass production that seemed to especially upset the lead plaintiff in this case. Wow. Yeah. Dang. So, I thought that was. Somebody's just looking for free money, quick payout. Yeah. I like free money. What this guy in his in his case notes, he says, um, he okay competitors. The plaintiff notes in his complaint refer their beer as an Abbey style ale if they aren't actual monks, and Abbey ale when they are. He also requests monetary damages to make up for the beers that customers purchased, assuming they were buying monk made craft brew. <laughs> okay. What an idiot. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, we're going to move on to our commercial example. The uh, before mentioned left beer. Brewed by Stella Artois. Lefe or, yeah, it might be Lefe or Lef, but Lef one. And we have a. 11.2 fluid ounce bottle in front of us. <laughs> the person was like, whoa, whoa. Not the whoa, alcohol what? percent, yeah. <laughs> Had a little <laughs> moment where the record skipped. Um, and, you know, just by looking at the bottle, sure, you could, you see, like, uh, there's a picture of an Abbey. It says Belgian Ale, Abbey Ale on it. Blonde, and then blonde without the E. It does say Abbey of Leffe. Mm-hmm. So... That could be misleading, I suppose. Yeah. The only clues to it being brewed by AB InBev is imported by Import Brands Alliance, St. Louis, Missouri, which that's where uh, Anheuser-Busch is based out of. Also, at the very bottom, tiny letters, brewed by Envy InBev, Belgium, in Brussels. For Brewery Abbey de Leffe. Interesting. 6.6%. 6. 
Does your this bottle says uh, best before August fifteenth, twenty seventeen? So I wonder if that means it's fresher or that this beer just lasts a long time. It was not bottle conditioned. Very clear. Very clear. With bubbles. It also encourages you on the bottle. Um, Belgium's Belgium's classic Abbey Ale is best served in its own chalice-shaped glass, accentuating the ale's aroma and creating the perfect head. As I lift my perfect-shaped chalice with the Leffe letters on it. Looks like a cup to me. No. All right, well, here we go. It smells pretty nice. Definitely get the Belgian complexity I was expecting. Yeah, get some banana and clove. <clears throat> Enigma. <laughs> yeah, definitely get that Belgian character. Well, in the taste, I get malt. Maybe banana? We haven't got to the taste yet. I say banana. Yeah, banana and some clove, maybe. I don't know, I can't really smell a whole lot. My allergies are going haywire today. Ooh, that's a complex flavor. Hmm. I'd say the carbonation's pretty high on this one. Get some carbonic bite. Really? Medium body. Medium to light body. Sizzles on the tongue a little bit. Hmm. I've tasted this before and it's not it's not a, a taste that I enjoyed. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm still getting a lot of banana in the clove and the flavor too. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that. Maybe a, a slight bitterness on the back of the tongue and the finish. I I definitely get bitterness. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. It doesn't really necessarily finish dry. No. Carbonic bite is uh, certainly biting over the palate. Hmm. It's not really a whole lot else going on here. <laughs> it's yeah. There's not a whole lot to talk about in this one except for it's like extremely complex. It doesn't have like all the big fruity characters that I liked in the triple. Yeah. Um, or even the the strong golden golden ale episode um i really enjoyed yeah. those flavors this one not so much i Th- think those flavors i mean they have to be more prominent especially in the golden strong and the tripel just you know to kind of counteract the, the alcohol y- you know what this one tastes like this tastes like a, a deep ellum dallas blonde with a belgian character hmm. I, th- I think that's kind of the point no, I mean, like that tastes exactly <laughs> like that. I like, take the flavors you get from the Dallas Blonde and it then is add a Belgium. lot darker. I think. Uh, I mean, blondes are to me are like really, really light. I don't know. That's mine's pretty light. I don't know. Maybe it's the light I'm holding it against up here, but it's kind of a, a golden color, like dark orangish gold color. Out the window's a little lighter. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm almost getting a little bit of like metallic flavor. Metallic. Yeah. Something like copper or I don't know. There's something about this that's not sitting well with me. Mm. I'm not too crazy about it. I don't know why. I've had this beer before. These bottles are not old. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just kind of not interesting enough. Maybe it's the robot's fault. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of thinking metallic. the metal monks. <laughs> Robotic monks kind of imparted a metallic taste to them. I mean, okay. So maybe it's AB InBev's attempt at doing a Trappist-style, Abbey-style 
ale, and it's just not the same. And they've been making this beer for a long time, though. I don't know. I don't know. I was just, I was just throwing an idea out there. Yeah. IDK. <laughs> None of us are really jumping out of our chair anyway in excitement over this. I no, but I I didn't think we would for this style. I mean, it's it's just like the American Blonde episode. We were just like, well, yeah, it's beer. It's it's there. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. I have a feeling this is going to be that same kind of episode, but I get a little bit of Belgian East character. For those of you that listened to 1310 The Ticket, this is just meh. <laughs> I don't think we have a drop like that, unfortunately. <laughs> Although that's pretty close. I mean, I <clears throat> I would compare this to the single, the ankle. I have a question. The trap is single. Yeah. Do yeah. you get more of an alcohol presence as it starts to warm up a little bit? Not really. Okay. Because that was in the guidelines. And it could be, what did they say, lemony or orange mm-hmm. flavor? I don't get any lemon or orange. 6.6, 6, that's kind of right in the middle of the range for this style. Yeah. it could. I, I suppose it could be like bitter orange. Yeah. Like orange peel. And maybe that's where kind of the bitterness feeling sensation comes from. Because I'm not getting any hop character. No, I'm not either. No. I mean, if anything, it could be kind of that lemongrass type hop character, but that's kind of pushing it a little bit, I think. Makes me wonder what kind of hops they use and how much of it, as far as percentages are concerned. A a low alpha noble hop, probably. And then I would like to know how much, because then... Probably very little. I mean, you brewed blondes before. It doesn't take a lot. All you're doing is putting enough bitterness in to counteract the sweetness of the malt. Well, yeah. I like malt. <laughs> I like Play-Doh. That too. I like pie. The uh, the characteristic ingredients list, uh, it can have the saws type, steering golding, or East Kent golding hops. So yeah, you're just going to get um, those really grassy, non-existent <laughs> kind of hops. <laughs> Toss some in for bittering and then probably just one addition, I would think. Yeah. Maybe like an ounce at 60 of a low alpha. It's pretty carbonated over there, isn't it, Sawyer? Just a wee bit. Get some good head over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be your your bright yellow, fast-growing headless Yeah, I look, like a, I look like a highlighter today. <clears throat> it was only $3 at Walmart. <laughs> My palatability rating. <laughs> Four. Yeah. Though it's just too weird. I mean, it's it's light with a little bit of a a Belgian complexity, but the um, the carbonic bite, the tingle, that would make it a little more difficult to pound. I don't know. I just pulled an Eddie and pounded it. <laughs> I'd give it a six and a half. The carbonation. Of course, it's been sitting on the table for a few minutes, so it's not fresh out of the bottle. But uh, the carbonation dissipates fairly quickly. It's it doesn't burn yeah. going down. Yeah. So uh, I'd say about six and a half on this one. Yeah, I guess it'd be around there too. Probably six. Uh, I don't think just because of the intense uh, phenolic content of Belgian beers in general, mm-hmm. they're not very poundable. Right. Um, 
if I try to to pound a Belgian beer of any kind, it just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know if it's the sweetness of the, you know, the yeast or the yeast itself. Because mm-hmm. usually, I mean, not in this one, because this is crystal clear and it's not bottle conditioned. But normally in the Belgian beers, you have yeast in the bottle. And everybody knows what <laughs> yeast does to your stomach. <laughs> That's the sound that you make? No, it's your stomach. That's your stomach. Oh, okay. Have you never drank the like the dregs of a, a bottle conditioned? No, I, I have. So you know what I mean. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom becomes your friend. It's a little unpleasant. So I, I don't know if it's that or, or the uh the the complex flavors or whatever, but you know, Belgian beers just don't sit well with me when I drink them very quickly. But this one's fine. I mean mm-hmm. it's pretty light. Yeah. I don't think it's as complex as we were expecting it to be. Right. Yeah, I guess that might have led to kind of my disappointment. Um having done the the bigger the bigger styles already, mm-hmm. uh, such as Trippel and the uh Belgian Golden Strong Ale. Those were very present, very flavorful. Aroma was there. And uh, I guess I was expecting this to be similar to that, but just kind of a little baby brother. But it's like a, a boring baby brother. When it's well, a, I, an infant and it doesn't do anything, but just sleep and poop. I find it interesting that the style comparison mentioned the double and the triple but not the single. I, because I, I would think that this would be closer to the ankle <clears throat> than... Because obviously the double's a little bit darker and the triple's going to have a lot more alcohol content. But like, what about carbonation between the two? Belgian beers in general are usually highly carbonated anyway. Hmm. I, I would just think this is closer to the single. Probably. But have you ever had a single? No, but I've seen them. I've never seen one. I've never had one. Me neither. I've never had I'm and I've seen I've seen ankle written on bottles before. I think that's probably why they didn't include it in there because that's a relatively new style description. Okay. And uh, cuz that wasn't in the 2008 guidelines. That was a new addition to this uh, the 2015 one. And so they're probably the whole point is to give a homebrew judge something to go off of and if nobody's ever had a Trappist single before, they wouldn't have any basis to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So. I just figured it would be this. Yeah. Based on what we know about the other Trappist beers. Probably is. Our Trappist single episode is going to be all three of us homebrewing an example of it and then talking about it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any any ankles. I know I've seen it somewhere. I just can't. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just. I feel like I've seen it somewhere. And then when the yeast you know, ferment in the bottle and it starts to swell, it becomes a cankle. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Oh, yeah. This one's mine. <laughs> let's see. So this is the uh, Vivin Blonde, spelled V-I-V-E-N, The Art of Belgian Brewing. That's what it says on the label. Uh, 6.1 ABV. If it was made in France, would it be spelled V-I-V-N-E-E? What? V-I-V-E-N-E. Oh, gosh. 
This was uh, brewed in Loch Christie, Low Christie, Belgium. So, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. There's not much on this label. No ABV? <clears throat> oh, I said that. Uh, 6.1%. Oh. And, oh, it does say serve at 41 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. All right. Any uh, warmer, and then it would be high Christie. And this is also an old bottle. <laughs> you're... you're Five You're tw- grasping here a little bit there, Travis. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Five twenty six twenty sixteen. All right. Well, thanks for that, Travis. Yeah. Is it a good, good joke? Wait, that was the best buy date or the brew date? Uh, oh, it's an old bottle. Uh, doesn't say. Yeah. I'm assuming it's an old bottle. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this is two months past its prime. Whereas the previous bottle was two years before. Uh, one. There's something weird with that. Anyway, I'm sure it's fine. A little hazy. Uh, very. Yeah. Mine's like opaque. Uh, Pale I yellow. I can't see through it at all. Then it must be a bottle condition. Yeah, because I got the bottom of the bottle. Well, mine. No, I got bottom. the top of the bottle. Mine looks bottom. like that. Well, look at that. Oh, yeah, that's worse than mine. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Chris's is murky. It's like the swamp. <laughs> anyway, um, golden color with a... Thin white head, tiny, tiny bubbles. bubbles. Oh, <laughs> I really get that Belgian yeast character in this one more so than the last one. That's very vague. It, it's the 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 fruity the fruitiness that I'm getting. Which fruit? All fruit. <laughs> like a fruit cake, sure. <laughs> or a fruit salad. <laughs> or a fruit bowl, cornucopia of fruit. With hints of celery, paprika, lemon peel, bay leaves, and a pinch of cayenne. That reminds me. You know what I found in the back of the fridge yesterday? Ghost face killer? A can of Sol Clamato. Oh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I thought that was random. Anyway, back to this one. I'm getting a very intense bready character. Like biscuity bread. Yeah, I was gonna say like a light cracker, like a bakery from the nose. Um, a lot more so than the the lefe. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a slight pear aroma. Maybe. Yeah. This one's a little more interesting to smell. Yeah, it's definitely much much different. Any lemon? Mm, I get more sweet notes than than tart, like a lemon would be. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fruity flavor. Um, See, I get more of the lemongrass in the flavor. Yeah. For sure. Lemon would be a fruit. Fruity flavor. It's not ridiculously sweet. Oh, no. Not like Hackershore. I get some, like, hints of dark fruit stuff. I mean, it's nowhere near as intense as a Dubal or, or something like that. But, I mean, one of our first sip it, I think raisins or or plums hmm. but it uh it's only there for a short bit i'm kind of sticking with the the pear and lemongrass combo i would agree with that too yeah i'm gonna have to agree with that as well which is kind of strange yeah. pear is not usually one of the the descriptors for belgian it wasn't even in the guidelines at all but they are more like guidelines yeah that was something that was uh that was in the golden strong 
episode. I remember the Duval clone I made actually called for a pear extract just to get a little bit of that that really? characteristic. Interesting. It was, uh, hmm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too seeing that in the clone brews book. Hmm. This one's definitely more interesting than the Lef. Lefe. El Jefe. Um, there's definitely a lot. I I would, I would definitely say this one's complex. I don't think the Lefe was complex. I feel like the Lefe was more complex because we couldn't really figure it out. No, I think we couldn't figure it out because there wasn't much there. Which made it complex. Sometimes the simple (laughs) things are complex. I disagree. Complexing, maybe. (laughs) Like, what are we going to say? Ah. I think this one is much more complex. I like this one. I'm not. Yeah, I like this one too. I'm not upset about this one. I I almost might jump out of my chair with excitement. Really? No, I held it back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Meh. But still kind of good. Yeah, still just kind of there. But it definitely has more flavor. Yeah. What about the body? Similar? Different? I think it's a little lighter. You think it's lighter? A little. Not not too much, but just a little. Yeah, carbonation doesn't have nearly the uh, intense tingle yeah. that we got from the Liffey. Yeah. <clears throat> I would still say it's still a light to medium body. Mm-hmm. I think the body's about the same. It's just the carbonation's not as pungent. My palatability rating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go higher on this one. Really? I'm going to say this is a seven. For me, this is heaven. I'm going to say, oh, go, go, oh, go, go, go. Yeah, all right. <sighs> Actually, I'm going to go a little bit lower. Kind of like a Frenchman. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh, God. Not by much, though. I think I'll just go down to a six. I'm actually going to bump up to an eight. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> It was live and a drop. Yep. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. I would actually buy this again. Yeah, I would too. I'd, yeah. I, I would be interested to see what it would taste like out of a keg. Because if this is an older bottle, past you know two months past its prime, either a fresh bottle or something kegged, just to see the difference. Because I think... Yeah. Maybe more complexity might come out. Okay. Maybe the the flavors have had a chance to kind of mellow and and meld, kind of chill out a little bit. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it is an old bottle, but mm-hmm. only by two months. We've had older bottles in this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I just I like to have the comparison of something fresh. Hmm. Just to see the differences. Maybe we should go to Belgium. <laughs> that would be a fun trip. Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right, we'll see you all in a couple of weeks. Okay, bye. <laughs> if anyone from Belgium is listening and you would like to sponsor our trip out there. Yeah. Or just send us some fresh bottles. We'll, we'll, we'll do a show out there, too. <laughs> send us some fresh bottles. That'd be cool. Of something that isn't exported normally. Yeah. Or you can PayPal us a few uh, plane tickets. <laughs> yeah, let's load up all the equipment and go to Belgium. Sure, why not? I've been to Belgium, actually. I have not. I have not been overseas. It was cool. I like to fly. <laughs> I do like to fly. Well, uh, that's our last blonde example. 
Yeah, yeah, there's another one on the list, Aflagym, that I know I've had a million times. I don't know if it's just on tap only or we couldn't find it in the bottles. I thought it was the La Trap that's on the list that you said you know you've seen before around here. I know we have the La Trap Quad. Okay. The La Trap Blonde. It's probably available too. I mean, if, if we get one from that company, it's probably, we have another one too. Uh, the Aflagym I've had several times too. But um, I don't know. With, with with all the new craft beers that are in the market, sometimes the old standbys get uh, don't get the shelf space that they used mm-hmm. to. Right. Yeah, because these are all labels that I remember seeing you know, five years ago all the time. It was a standard. Yeah. Well, uh, well, like we talked about before, the the confusion between the blonde and the Belgian pale ale, I actually picked up one of those for us to do as a, a little style comparison. So Style. And this is actually a new brewery. This is uh, Save the World. This is the Deep Ellum IPA. (laughs) (laughs) This is Save the World Brewing Company out of Marble Falls, Texas. So another Texas brewery that we have not featured before. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome. This is uh, their Belgian-style pale ale, so different than our blonde that we've been drinking, but it's called the Humulus Filius. Frühling Stark here. (laughs) Yes. Beer! Um... Their label says, drink our beer, save the world. Interesting. Um, a philanthropic brewery, according to their label. What yeah, there's got to be some story behind the save the world name. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start at the top. Humulus filius means the humble sun. Our Belgian-style pale ale has subtle aromas of toasted malt and floral hops. It is a medium-bodied ale that is delicious balance of lightly toasted malt, a hint of fruity esters, a slight spiciness arising from the yeast, and hops with a clean, dry finish. Uh, does not say anything about the brewery itself. Try pairing with meat dishes such as sausages, burgers, roast poultry, or anything with toasted bread such as grilled cheese sandwiches or battered foods such as fish and chips. And it does say bottle conditioned. 5.2% ABV. And this is a 650 mil bomber. So there you go. Welcome to the podcast. Save the world brewing. How far is Marble Falls from here? I know I've... Isn't that by like Wichita Falls and... I don't remember. I think I've driven through it at some point. I just can't remember where it is. Anyway... Uh, this is definitely ask. darker. Oh, I see. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is much darker. Um, yeah, this one's uh, like a amber, almost like a, a orange brown. It's like the yeah. almost the same color as my dunkle vase. Bro, yeah, that's pretty close. I think your dunkle's a bit darker. Yes. Purple. Interesting. The aroma, I do get Belgian. I, I get some Belgian character, but there is a lot of floral hop there. I get a lot of malty sweetness. Yeah, the Belgian characteristic in this one is a little less intensive as the other two examples we mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly less than the than the, viv, the Vivon, but um, <clears throat> more so than the Lef. Slightly. There are some similarities, surprisingly between the aromas of both of those 
But uh, yeah, this one has more floral hop character than uh, either of the other two. We haven't featured makes sense Belgian pale ale. pale ale. Yeah. So I don't know if it, if that's supposed to be in the Belgian pale ale style or I don't know. Yeah. We'll do that one soon because there's, there's a few good ones that oh, we, yeah, we get here. A ton of them. And uh, I'd like to learn more about that style. I love pale ales. I don't know anything about it. I do love a good pale ale. So Enough about us. There's <laughs> 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 a throwback. <laughs> I do get a lot of malty sweetness in the flavor, though. Me too. Um, it's still not as malty as Hackershore. No. <laughs> of course not. Um, would you say it's very balanced? Between what and what? Hops and malts. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, no. I mean, I think the malts is more dominant. Because obviously a pale ale is more balanced than an IPA, but there's still a present hop character. I really don't get much hop character. Yeah, you get the bitterness from the hops, but not necessarily um, the big flavor element mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Malts and like caramel malts would be the the primary flavor characteristic that I'm pulling out of this one. Hmm. decently balanced but I could definitely use more of a of a hop presence beyond just the bitterness that it imparts mm-hmm. I kind of like it I do too I've never had a beer from Save the World Brewing Company I don't think I have either we all sound like the the sweaty balls uh, thing from what? Saturday Night Live oh yeah what yeah like the uh You've seen that. Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, they, yeah, they all just kind of talk like this. Oh, yeah. Um, y- y- your balls are very are very moist. They're <laughs> <laughs> just very soft. I don't know. It's funny. Like so, Some of our episodes were just all like, oh, loud. And, Mount liquor. And then <laughs> some episodes, yeah, it's, um, it's quite, quite pleasant. <laughs> well, we're drinking... Uh, Belgian style Travis. It's like we're on NPR. <laughs> I feel right at home. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Lol. It's still a nice and now tasty nod to brewing history. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would, good flavor, <laughs> I guess. Good beer. Pretty... Uh, Everybody listening in their car or wherever right now is like, what the heck is going on over there? That's funny. Yeah. I, I I would like to try some more stuff from Save the World after having this one. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I love drinking Texas brews. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that I've seen a lot of their stuff around. Maybe they're relatively new. They're at Total Wine. They have a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, I know. That's, that's where I bought this one. Yeah. But I I don't remember seeing it a lot in the past. Uh, so I wonder if they're relatively new. They might be. Um, watch me eat my words, and they've been around for, you know, years. Go ahead and put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> Doesn't say anything on the bottle about their history, but... Marble Falls is near Horseshoe Bay. That helps. That's south, I think. You don't know that... That is uh, slightly northwest of Austin. Okay. South of Lampasas, south of uh, Copper's Cove. Yeah, so actually pretty close to Liberty Hill where we were for uh, oh yeah, for the wedding a few weeks ago. Hmm. 
I I think this is a fairly new brewery. I'm actually gonna look up the history because I I need to know. I need to know a little bit about them. Save the world brewing. We are America's first 100 percent philanth- philanthropic. Philanthropic. Man, I'm just gonna philanthropic. Stop. Production craft brewery. After years of perfecting our recipes and using only the finest grains, hops, and yeast, we feel we have crafted some delicious ales for you. But grab a bottle and decide for yourself, knowing that you're helping to save the world one beer at a time. So if you go to their website and you scroll down, it says Charities We Support, uh, FH, Food for the Hungry, Meals on Wheels, and Habitat for Humanity. So I guess they uh, contribute a lot to... Those charities. It says in 2012, husband and wife team Dave and Quinn Rathcamp decided to swap their jobs as physicians to open America's first 100% philanthropic brewery. Interesting. So four years old at the most. That's fairly new. And if they hadn't been bottling the entire time, then we would not have seen it until recently. Mm-hmm. So that's probably another good, uh, another good reason why we, even though it's four years old, we still have only begun to recently see their stuff on shelves. My palatability rating. <laughs> I'm going to say six. Yeah, this one's a little lower, just from the uh, I think the hop character and bitterness. Yeah, the fullness of the malt makes it a little yeah, a little lower on the palatability scale, but still not by much. It's probably six. Six. I go the five and a half because I think it's a little less than the uh, Vivin. Good because we would have just had a six 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 if you did six. So, <laughs> Ooh. well, um, we do have a recipe for this one. Oh, okay, cool. In uh, <coughs> Jamil's book, I don't think we've referenced this in a while. Brewing classic styles. He does uh, have a section on Belgian blonde ale. The first sentence he says. As Belgian strong beers go, Belgian Blonde Ale is a fairly low-key beer. And I think we figured that out today. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you're going to need to have good temperature, fermentation temperature control, because you need to keep all the uh, craziness that can come from the Belgian yeast under a nice subtle blanket. So just, I mean, subtle, spicy, earthy, fruity notes. If you uh, let it ferment really hot, then all those phenols and esters just come out and have a little pants party in your beer. Uh, that was Anchorman. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, so this one, the all grain option includes continental Pilsner malt as well as wheat malt. Also has uh, a bit of cane sugar. And you see that a lot in uh, in Belgian epi- uh, Belgian episodes in Belgian recipes, just to kind of push the alcohol strength a little bit higher. Uh, sometimes it's Belgian candy sugar, which provides a little flavor element as well as uh, fermentabilities. But this one's just stock cane sugar, and uh, a little bit of aromatic grain as well. Hops has one addition: Hollertau. So there you go, four percent, right at sixty minutes. So that's going to be the bittering addition, and then nothing else. And then the yeast, you can pick pretty much any nice Belgian yeast, uh, either the White Yeast Belgian or White Labs Trappist, um, even the uh, Safe Brew T58, that's their their Belgian strain. 
and then uh, definitely want to keep this under control, like we mentioned earlier. So pitching at around 64, and then slowly let it rise to 68 through the course of the uh, fermentation. And uh, he actually recommends lagering this one for a full month before letting it serve, uh, before serving it. So, hmm. Interesting. Definitely an, yeah, definitely a neat little style. I think if I were to try this, I would probably alter it just a bit and make it a little more exciting. Maybe uh, increase the fermentation characteristics. Maybe use paradise seeds. Yeah, possibly that too. So, hmm. cool. Would you brew one of these? Um, yes, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow the recipe exactly. I don't think. What would you change? I'd ferment it warmer. Get more of the Belgian character? Yeah. Because that's something that I've consistently wanted more of out of all three of these. Yeah. I want more of the phenols and esters. So I'd probably just stick it in my bathtub in the colder of the two bathrooms. And then, I mean, even Which still. Which would be what, around 70? Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely get more character out of it that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I would enjoy a a lower alcohol Belgian beer. Put that on tap. I don't think I'd bottle condition it. Like I said before, I'd be interested to see the difference between a recipe for a blonde and a recipe for a single. Yeah. I bet the the comparisons would be very similar. Yeah. We'll let you know when we have our uh, upcoming episode, (laughs) Trappist Single, in which we feature one beer. Uh, Abbey style single i believe in the guidelines it's listed as trappist single but we can't brew a trappist so we will brew an abbey style single because unless you have something to tell me we're not monks unless you're living a double life somewhere in belgium (sighs) (laughs) i've been chased for quite a while now (laughs) Chased by lots of women. Uh, Yay! Not anymore, you're married. Yeah, chased by one woman. Lol. (laughs) All right, well, anything else to add to all of this before we close it up? No. This has been oddly, well, not really, (laughs) unenlightening. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Read it with feeling. I I will. I will. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Belgian Blonde Ale. Pucker up for a kiss as we welcome back Eddie and feature the Berliner Weiss. Weiss? Because we gotta! Cheers till then.